When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. You know, one thing about President Trump, one of the many qualities, when President Trump made a campaign promise, he kept it. And when President Trump told my dear friend and his defense attorney at dinner about three months ago, Joseph Takapina, I'm going on with number one Sid, he kept it. So with that said, here he is, the 45th president of the United States and soon to be the 47th president of the United States, my friend Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, good morning. How are you, pal? Hello, Sid. How are you doing? We had a big night last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to start right there. Uh, I have to tell you that uh, I'm going to echo what you said. I did think Caitlin was nasty. I thought she was disrespectful. I thought for the most part she didn't let you speak, called you a liar time and time again. So the question is simple, Mr. President. In retrospect... Knowing what you know now, would you still do that all over again? Well, I think it worked out well. We're getting rave reviews, I can tell you, and she's not. She was, uh, this, this was not Barbara Walters I was dealing with, let's put it this way. This was a person that was put there by CNN to try and do some damage, and I think she did. She did it to CNN. You know, I actually thought maybe naively that CNN, which is getting such bad ratings, would go a little bit more toward the middle. And they'll get their ratings up. And that's not what that was all about. That was really, they, they tried to go for home run, home run balls. And uh, it was really disgraceful. I think it was great entertainment. And uh, Steve Bannon and other people, I just see their writing. It's the greatest performance they've ever seen. I don't know about that. But it's uh, it was an interesting evening. And it was an evening based on common sense from my standpoint. I mean, these stupid people, they're going to destroy the country. Uh, Title 42 comes off. You're going to have millions of people marching through more. Forget millions. Millions have already come in, but you're going to have many more millions coming into our country. And we're just like a little lamb sitting there. We are so foolish (laughs) to allow this all to happen. No, you're right. uh, I I hope you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, and and you were funny, and you usually are. But you're also, I got to tell you, Mr. President, a lot of your answers were common sense, and practical. Right. For example, for example, they desperately wanted you to say, I'm rooting for Russia because they want to ally you with Putin again. That nonsense. Yeah. And what you yeah. said, when you said, I don't want any more bloodshed. I don't want anybody right. to die. That was great. Right. Yep. People are dying. I could get that settled in one day. I know them both. 
I get that thing settled in one day. I know exactly how to do it, exactly what to say to each of them. Sort of what I do in life, Sid, right? Yeah. And uh, I know exactly what to say to each one of them. You know, they each have their vulnerabilities and each have assets. And you can get that thing settled in one day. And uh, it should have never started. You know, importantly, but now it's no longer important. If I were president, that would have never started. Zero chance. And Democrats admit that. Most Democrats admit that. Now, we have a we have a fool in office. He's a fool and he's destroying our country. Not just a fool, but a criminal. I will remind you that as the other networks were talking about you all day, there was Jim Comer, Capitol Hill yesterday, detailing the millions and millions of dollars that Hunter and Joe and Uncle Jimmy and just about every Biden, about 10 of them, has taken from China, Russia, Romania, along the way. Mr. President, he's a criminal. And it doesn't get picked up by the fake news media. I mean, literally, charges, if that were about me or you or anybody, uh, it doesn't get picked up because he's a Democrat. It doesn't get picked up by the fake news. It's unbelievable. That would be the biggest story in the Times in 20 years, what Mm. they've done. It's absolute total corruption. The money's pouring from these countries into people's pocketbooks in their family. And it doesn't get picked up by the media. It's it's not even believable. It's sad. Our country's corrupt. We have a very corrupt country. We're like a third world nation. I think you're right about that. You said that last night. One of my other favorite moments from last night was, and I want to give my buddy Joe Takapina a lot of credit. I thought he did a great job for you in a in an impossible situation, as you know, right? Right. right. Yes. So he does a great job. Well, the judge. The judge was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he wouldn't let anything in. He wouldn't let anything in her. The name she called her husband, by the way, horrible names. The name of her cat, got a name of a cat I won't mention because I know you have a very young and very uh, inexperienced. I'll say it. The name of the cat was Vagina. I'll say it. (laughs) Okay, good. That's fair. And then you have such a pure audience, right? They've never heard that word before, right? That's why they listen to you. But, uh, yeah, Virginia, uh, that which tells you a lot, you know, which tells you a lot. And so many other things. But they would let in anything having to do with me, anything bad about me they'd let in. No, no, we're going to win this on appeal. Joe did a good job. Look, it, it was so sacked. The judge hated Trump, just hated. You know, he was a Clinton judge, and he was out of order. This guy was just horrible as a judge, horrible. And how Not about even, the fact he wasn't even a judge? He was a he was a prosecutor, right? And how about the fact, Mr. President, just to add more to this story, who gave her the money? Who funded her case? The guy that yeah. funded her case is basically George Soros, same guy. You know the amazing thing? When the judge heard about it, he let us go back and do a deposition to find out. So they go back to her, and they found out she lied because she said no, nobody funded the case, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Then they go back, they found out she lied. And then actually it was this guy, Reed Hoffman, or whatever his name is, who the hell knows, but he's like their biggest funder or one of their biggest funders. So we caught her in a stone-cold lie. We go back to the court. He wouldn't allow us to use it. So let's just go do the interview, the deposition. And then when we have the information, we say, oh, good, we just struck gold. He wouldn't let us use it. No, no, we had a judge who was so horrible, so horrible. It's a shame. But we're going to win this on appeal. At some point, I'm going to win it. And by the way, just so you know, I have no idea who this woman is. This woman, I was not only in a, 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 you know, she said she makes a case that I took her to a dressing room. I was up in that room within minutes, okay? Think of it. I'm on the sidewalk. I walk to the store 
which I really, I don't think I've been at Bergdorf Goodman three times in my life except for charity stuff, okay? But at the front entrance to Bergdorf, this is a busy department store and a busy street. I see a woman, happened to be about 60 at that time, which is great. I see a woman at the door. She's coming out of the door. I see her. She sees me. There's great chemistry. Have you ever had great chemistry <laughs> with a woman before? And we see this unbelievable, the sparks are flying. We start talking. And she then brings me, listen to this, to a lingerie counter. She had to do that to create a little bit of a gap between that and the dressing room. You know, make it a little bit, you know, not just that she just gets thrown into a dressing room, right? Now, can you imagine if I walked up? By that time, I was as famous as I am. Now, I go in with a woman to a dressing room and buy her lingerie. Do you believe this? Oh, come okay. On. Come and it's not on page six at the time. Page six and all of the other gossip columns. So we have plenty of them. Uh, then I go from the lingerie counter. This is in minutes. I'm, I'm in a dressing room. Interestingly, it turned out during the trial, the doors were all locked. So she said, no, she found one. So what kind of a woman meets you and is within minutes searching for a dressing room I mean, come on. to get in? Ridiculous. And then, then it happens. You know, then it all happens. Yeah. This woman, she made up this story. This is a fabric. I have no idea who she is. You know, she took a picture of me like, probably 20, 30 years ago. I don't know, on a celebrity line with her husband. That's the only thing she had. Uh, she takes a picture. She says, look, here's a picture. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, oh they must know each other. I, I took hundreds of people in that line, but I've taken probably, I would say, you know better than me, a million pictures over the years. I mean, every day it's pictures, pictures, pictures. But think of this thing. I meet her. And within minutes, I have her in a dressing room. Number one, what kind of a woman would do that? Okay, I could tell you what kind. But what kind of a woman would do that? And then she didn't scream. She said, oh, it hurt. But she didn't scream. The cash register's right outside. She could have screamed. There are people all over the place. It, it is such a fabricated uh, story. Yep. And it's a disgrace. No, I agree. And again, she wanted that four-letter word rape. She didn't get it because guess what? You didn't do it. You didn't do anything. So this is uh, President Trump with me on this morning, on this Thursday morning here in New York City. You know, I also thought last night another highlight for you was here's Caitlin Collins again badgering you, calling you a liar, talking over you. I mean, really disrespectful and nasty, like you said. She was very nasty. And, and she wanted you to say you were going to sign an abortion ban. And to your credit, you yeah. said, well, hold on a second, because I'm pro-choice, Mr. President. You're not. I am. I'm pro-choice. You're pro-life. But you said, listen, I want to be fair to everybody. Let's figure it out. I thought that was a great answer. Yep. I did. I did. And, you know, the Roe or Roe v. Wade was a great thing because now it gave pro-life people a little something to negotiate with. And it's a very positive thing and a great thing. And we can get that thing worked out. And I'm an exception person also, like Ronald Reagan, the life of the mother. You know, it's uh, I just feel that. And, and I think most people are uh, rape, incest, life of the mother. And uh, Ronald Reagan was there. I'm there. But. You know, we, we had a great victory, but she was trying to get me to say things that would have been inappropriate to say. No, she was horrible last night. She's gotten horrible reviews. Just horrible reviews. Good. <laughs> this Good. will not be Barbara Walters. I <laughs> think Barbara Walters in her grave is not, is not worried She's about it. She's rolling over. Yeah. Day. Well, I will say that every time, uh, Mr. President, whether it's the verdict comes back, your numbers go up, right? Uh, then the arraignment, that nonsense here in New York City, your numbers go up. And now, now, not only are you beating Ron, as you call him, the sanctimonious by about 45 points, 
But you're beating Biden in some polls by as many as 12 or 13. So this momentum yeah. you've got right now, President Trump, is huge. When I see Biden has a 40 percent or 42 percent approval rating, I said, who would those 42 percent people be? Are these, are these people like uh, are they are they living people? Are these living? You, you know who they are? You know who they are? They're Caitlin Collins, who kept stopping you last night when you tried to explain to her that he's got sixteen hundred boxes. What about him? Yeah. Think of it. He's got eighteen hundred and fifty boxes. He's got nine boxes in Chinatown that now he removed to his lawyer's office in Boston. And nobody cares about them. I have a secured facility with the Secret Service all over the place. The whole thing is a hoax. You know what it is? It's election interference. That's what it is. They're using this as another way of cheating on the election. This is it. Because what they want to do is try and soil and tarnish you so that you can't win an election. These are sick people. We're dealing with fascists. We're dealing with Marxists. These are sick people, I can tell you. But they're doing... Election interference. If we can come up with some boxes, if we can come up with anything, just anything, just throw it against the wall, just like Russia, Russia, Russia. It was a fake deal. I had to spend two and a half, two years on that thing. Russia, Russia, Russia. Totally fake. You know, the worst was when they, and you know Don, my son. Yep. So Schiff and these guys made up the story. And then Schiff walks outside one day, you know, sneaks outside from his confidential meeting, which he's not supposed to do. And he says, Donald Trump Jr., for what he did, will someday go to prison. And I'm, I watched this, and I said, what are they saying about my son? Prison, he had nothing to do with that. So Schiff makes that statement, and he knows it's a fake deal. What kind of a human being would say that? And he made up the story, along with crooked Hillary Clinton and the group. So we're dealing with very bad people. I can tell you that, Sid. You know that. You no, I hate that a little bit of it. No, I hate them. I, I mean, I, I don't like to use the word hate, Mr. President, but I actually hate these people. And I wrap it up with this, Senator. you got to run. This is your third consecutive time running. Looking, as you would say, be a third consecutive win. I agree. I get the right. feeling, President Trump, and I may be wrong, that you want this one much more than the other two. Is that me putting words in your mouth? Or am I accurate? It seems to be. It's, it's, I, you know, I never thought of it that way. It's a very interesting way of putting the question. So I won the first time. And, and you know, they challenged everything. You know, now they say, oh, we challenge, we challenge. They challenge like crazy. We have still people that haven't accepted, okay? But we won the first time. I did much better the second time. Got 12 million more votes, okay? I was told if I got the same 63 million that, you know, I got 12 million more votes. And that's the votes that we know about. That's not including votes that, you know, you know what happened. It was a crooked election. Right. Totally rigged election. So I won the first time, did better the second time. And, and you know, because of COVID and other things, they were able to cheat. They cheat. These people are professional cheaters. They're crooks. They're cheaters. Uh, I think you're right. I never thought of it. I think I want this one as much as I wanted or more. I think I might want this one more because what they did is so bad. And the other thing is, the country has never been in a position like this. We're going to end up in a World War II, uh, three. We're going to end up in what this is not like a World War II. World War II was army tanks going around shooting each other, okay? This is nuclear weapons. And we're going to end up in World War Three. And if this is World War Three, you can kiss your show goodbye. As much as you're doing, I know you're making a fortune. You should be <laughs> the number one show. But you can kiss your number one show goodbye because nuclear weapons wipe it out. They wipe it out. 
But World War Two and World War One were terrible. World War Three will be a whole different ballgame. You don't need army tanks anymore. This is annihilation. And we have an idiot. We have a man who is literally, I believe he's got an IQ right now, and it was never high, but I believe he's got an IQ someplace, someplace in the low 70s. <laughs> and this is the man that's telling us about uh, nuclear weapons and dealing with Russia. And he says the wrong things. He acts tough when he shouldn't, and he acts weak when he should do the opposite. He says the wrong things. We are so close to a nuclear war, and then they say they want to make Putin. Let's make Putin a uh, prisoner of war. Let's go make him a prisoner of war. In other words, if he loses the war, he's going to be annihilated, right? That's a great way to get this thing settled. I don't know if you noticed that one. I did. That was great. declare that, you know, Putin is. And and you do that, and, you know, (laughs) You, you can't give a guy a, what do I have to lose? Remember the famous statement, what, what do they have to lose? What do you have to lose? But Putin, uh, the question on Putin and Russia and all of that, my answer is very simple. And it's very, very important for humanity. We have to stop the killing and it'll stop. I'll get that thing done in one day, 24 hours. That war, I know them both, that war will be over. I agree, and I agree they're both smart men, Putin in Russia, Ping in China. That doesn't mean they're not dangerous. That doesn't mean you can't handle them. But they're both smart men. What's the big deal? And, right, and your answer was great last night with, uh, with that, too, that you wait till the war is over, then, then you, you talk about, about prison. You yeah. think about right, it. You right, right. You wait till the I, war is over, and you think about I, it. We people. want you to declare them right now. <laughs> they say, is she a smart man? I say, well, you know, he runs China. He runs it, you know, and if you're into a system like that, about as good as you're going to run it. But he runs China. He runs it tough. Is he smart? Yeah, he's at the top of his game. They come out with a headline. Trump says he's at the top. They want me to say, no, no, he's a stupid person. He runs $1.5 billion with an iron fist. He's a stupid person. These people are sick. I'm just telling you. They are. That's yeah, why, sure. as much as you want to win this, that's why... Selfishly, we need you to win this. Not a bigger supporter than me right here. And there's a lot of folks in New York City, President Trump, that love you still. I walk by your your place of residence on Fifth Avenue almost every day, see your name all over the city. I know you live in South Florida, but you'll always be a great New Yorker to a lot of us here. So thank you for hopping on this morning. Continued success. Please come back again because I want to help you get back to where you belong, Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, I appreciate it. And you are number one, and you're a great guy and a great friend. And just take care of yourself, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you, President Trump. There he is. What a great president. I told you in my lifetime, too. Ronald Reagan, President Trump. The rest? Eh. <laughs>